all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up? Who Dat Nation, welcome into another preview episode here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata, and then also you could follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Who Dat Dis, and we have a very interesting preview edition here at the Who Dat Discussion, as it's Saints and Bucks. And the best two teams of the NFC South will clash on Sunday Night Football. And this is the game of the week. This is really, I think, decides the division. And it should be a great preview episode. We have all of the stars. You have Brady. You have Breeze. Michael Thomas is coming back. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin. Emmanuel Sanders. Alvin Kamara. Rob Gronkowski. You flip it over to the defense. Cameron Jordan, you have Jason Pierre-Paul, Levante David, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore for the Saints. The list goes on and on and on as this is going to be a star-studded affair between two playoff teams that I wouldn't be surprised that they see each other a third time come January. And I think these two teams are going to definitely be the class of this NFC South for sure and then maybe even the NFC because these two teams... I think are very, very solid, and this is going to be a very interesting game. We're going to jump really right into it. We're going to get to our notes. We're going to get to our intriguing matchups, and then, as always, we're going to finish off with our group-by-group preview here, and that segment will finish with our score prediction, and this is going to be a very, very fun game, and look, I I do think that the winner of this is going to win the NFC South, because if the Saints win this, you sweep the Bucs, you have basically then a two-game lead over them. And that's something that is going to be very, very hard to kind of collapse on, even though there is half the season left. Two games and only, you know, eight remaining is very, very difficult here. And for the Bucks, it would be seven remaining. That would be something that is definitely hard to do. And especially with, to me, how good the Saints team is, it's going to be very difficult if the Bucks can't win this game. Now, if they do... That means they even up the season series, and then they can possibly get the tiebreaker once it goes to then the NFC matchups as a whole. So then the record versus other NFC teams in the conference, and we obviously can't forecast how that's going to go, even though the Saints do have the upper edge right now because they only have one loss in conference, but that can change as obviously the Saints' rest of their games are going to be against, or at least the majority of the rest of their games are going to be against NFC teams. And we don't know how those are going to go. So if the Saints win this game, they get the clear-cut tiebreaker. And I think that's really important. If they lose, then it gets a lot more dicey. And I feel like this game even has more implications because I think if the Saints win this game, they're back to being Super Bowl contenders in everyone's eyes. And I feel like beating a Brady-led Bucks team, a team that a lot of people think are Super Bowl contenders, the Saints could go out and beat this team. I feel like that's going to be like, the Saints are in it again. They're going to have Michael Thomas. They're going to have Emmanuel Sanders. And I know the Saints have been winning a lot of ugly games, but if they can go out and have a gritty win against really a star-led team with the Bucks, I think it's going to be something that, at least I, me, I, I think they're back to being that. And I think they're trending in that direction. And I think this is kind of the game where everyone erupts and they have a big game. And I feel like that could be the case now. Again, this Bucks team's really good, and we're going to get into it because this team is a very good team, and that really segments us well into our notes. 
because the Saints are an underdog in this game, and that's the first time all season they're an underdog, so that just shows you how good this Bucks team is. The Saints are four-and-a-half-point dogs in this game, which, I mean, again, I feel like just shows you how good this Buccaneers team is playing right now. You go to the ESPN matchup predictor, and the Saints only have a 34.8% chance to win, and that's something that I think that when we do these previews, you're not used to seeing that. Usually it's over 50. It's been every game until this point. And I feel like the Saints have to show, really, everybody that they can beat an elite team with the Bucks here. And I think that this is a show-me game, and I, I truly believe that. I feel like if the Saints go out and win this game, it's going to show a lot of people that this team's for real. If they go out and lose, it's going to be like, this team can't beat the great teams this year, and they miss their window. And that narrative is going to continue unless they can win this game. Because if this team goes out and beats the Bucks team in Tampa Bay... People are going to be like, this team's special. And again, the Saints are coming in basically fully healthy as well, which we're going to get into. And I feel like right now, this team is definitely, I think, rearing to go here in this game. And we're just going to then jump right into our team stats, as we always do every week, starting off with the offense. And if you look at the yards right now, the Saints actually gain more yards than the Bucks, which is, to me, very interesting. The Saints are 10th in yards, and the Bucks are 14th in yards. So that's something that's interesting, but the Bucks are fourth in points and the Saints are seventh in points. So it just shows you the Bucks may not gain a lot of yards, but they are very, very good at scoring points. And especially lately, Brady has been just on fire. Maybe not last week. I think the Giants actually did a really good job. I mean, who would have thought the Giants would go out and do a great job against the Bucks? But they did. And again, it wasn't enough to win for them, but I feel like they were able to do a good job and the Saints can use some things that they used. But overall... This offense for the Bucs is very, very solid. Yeah, and Antonio Brown into the mix. That's going to be something that we're going to talk about a little later in our intriguing matchups. But this Bucks offense is definitely for real. And then the Saints are seventh in points. I think the Saints offense is going to look a lot better on Sunday or Sunday night here because they're going to get Michael Thomas back. They're going to get Emmanuel Sanders back. And I think right now, the way this is trending, they're also going to get Nick Easton back, which is big. And I feel like really for the Saints, this is trending to have a big offensive day. I think if Michael Thomas is fully healthy, I think he's going to have a big day. I I think that he wants to prove something because a lot of people have been saying for the last eight weeks, oh, you know, in the locker room and Michael Thomas isn't good and he's a diva and all that stuff's false and he's going to just show it like I'm back, I'm ready, and I'm happy to be a New Orleans Saint. I'm going to go out and have a big game. And I think he could definitely do that. He has a nice chance to. And I think it's going to be very interesting in this one. I think that the Saints are going to look a lot more polished on offense because They will have their stars back. You add that to an improved Alvin Kamara this year, who has just been flat-out outstanding for the Saints. I think Drew Brees is getting going. He played amazing last week, in my opinion, to get the Saints that win without their top three receivers. You have Marquez Calloway coming back. Again, I feel like this offense is just getting ready to go. And even without all those guys, you look and you see, and the Saints were still seventh in points, which is definitely not too shabby, and five wins. So that's something to me that's very big. And then you flip it over to the defense, and I feel like this is where a lot of people feel like the Bucks do have an edge. Right now, they are third in yards, seventh in points, while the Saints are eighth in yards, which isn't too far behind from the Bucks. but they are 23rd in points. Obviously, that has a lot to do with the lack of red zone defense, the penalties, the big plays. We've talked about it a ton on the podcast, but I feel like if the Saints are going to win this game... You're going to have to see an upgraded defense here. And 
if that means a dominated pass rush, if that means a better job on the back ends, I feel like all that is going to be very important going into this game against this Bucks team that I think overall has been very, very solid. And I think everyone expected their offense to be good, and it has been their fourth in points. But you look at that defense, and when you're third in yards and seventh in points, you see that they're an all-around good team. And again, it is going to be very, very interesting to see what the Saints' offense and defense are going to be able to do. And to me, that's something that is definitely very, very interesting. The two last things I wanted to highlight in this note segment is definitely the run defense here by both the Saints and the Bucks. I mean, Bucks coming into this game as the best defense against the run, the Saints the third. So very, very close here as both of these teams are good against the run. And against the pass, both teams are a little bit shoddy right now. You have the Saints who are 17th in passing yards, and then you have the Bucks who are 13th in passing yards, or passing yards against, I really should say. So to me, the Bucks do have the edge, and again, there's not that much talent on that back end, but they've been playing very well, and maybe that's just because their front seven is playing ungodly good right now, and right now they're looking like the best front seven of all football, and the Saints front seven isn't looking like that, so maybe that's a reason, but again, not 100% sure there, but this back end to me for the Bucks is playing better than the Saints right now. So that is definitely very, very interesting stuff. Moving over to the injury report here for the Saints and Bucks, And both of these teams, the injury report is pretty light. So starting off with the Saints, it seems like they're going to get health, uh, healthy. Excuse me. It seems like they're going to have Michael Thomas in this one. It seems like they're going to have Emmanuel Sanders in this one, which is obviously really good. I mean, the only player right now that is even on the injury report with the designation going into Sunday is Michael Thomas. And there was a report by ESPN's Diana Rossini who said that Thomas is expected to play in this game. So that's obviously really, really good there as it seems like everyone's going to be a go. Callaway is going to be a go. Easton's going to be a go. And now also you're going to have Ty Montgomery coming back. That's going to be interesting to see what he does as well because it seems like the Saints team right now is getting healthy at the best time and that's something that to me is really big Sheldon Rankins and Justin Hardy did go to IR but I feel like in both of those spots the Saints do have some really good depth especially in that defensive tackle position I feel like David Onyemata is going to come up in here and you probably won't see a dip from Rankins you actually may see an upgrade here in certain areas so that's obviously very interesting there and then when you move it over to the Bucks, there's only really one player that's out going into this game, and that's going to be Ali Marpet. And as I think this is a big loss as he's going to be out with a concussion. He's been, to me, one of the best guards in the whole NFL this year, and he's not going to play in this one. And then really besides that, there's only one more player with an injury designation, and that is going to be Chris Godwin, and he was a full participant on Friday. So it seems like he's going to go, even though he is questionable in this one. So Both these teams are looking very healthy. So again, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens in this one. But I feel like overall, I'm really excited to see the Saints healthy and the Bucks healthy as this is going to be the matchup between two juggernauts in the NFC South. And again, it is definitely going to be an interesting battle here. So now we are going to flip it over to our intriguing matchups as we always do, as I feel like there are many key matchups in this game that I feel like both teams could take advantage of. To me, it's a toss-up. That's how close these two teams are right now. And to me, I think the biggest matchup, and probably a ton of people are going to highlight it, it's the Tampa Bay wide receivers who are just stacked right now 
going up against the Saints defense, which is probably the opposite of stacked at this point. Even though they are healthy, they're, you know, big players, their star players just haven't played that well this season. And the Bucks are going to try to take advantage of it because if you're looking what the Bucks are putting out right now, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, who's the big addition for them. That's going to be something that we'll see where it goes. I feel like if Chris Godwin ends up not playing in this game, you're going to see a big dose of Brown. But I feel like Godwin will play in this game, so I think you're going to see less of Brown. You also may see Brown take over Scotty Miller's position, but I feel like right now, Scotty Miller's their leading receiver, which to me is really interesting in terms of yards. And he's a guy that I, I don't think that they're going to want to kind of take out of this rotation. So I definitely want to see what A.B. is able to do. But when you look at Evans, Godwin, and now Scotty Miller as well, you add Gronk, who has just been really good in the last few games as well. Ronald Jones has played well out of the backfield. I feel like right now this Tampa Bay skill positions and the wide receivers are stacked. And they're going up against the Saints secondary, which they haven't played that well, especially... The safeties now, last week they played better, and I said it in the recap of the Bears game, was the improved group because of the actual secondary getting better, or was it because of the Bears just not being a good offense? And I don't think we're going to know that until these two teams take the field here this week, Saints and Bucks. and again, this is going to be an interesting matchup. Now, I do think that if you just go player by player, and if these players are playing at the top of their games... I actually kind of like the Saints matchups. I really like Lattimore going up against Evans. I think that Lattimore owns Evans. And I think that this is the one matchup where I'm pretty comfortable with because I know Lattimore has been up to down, up and down, excuse me, but he comes to play against Evans. Always. Like, if there was one player that I'd want to see opposite Marshawn Lattimore, I would want to see Mike Evans. I don't care how good Mike Evans is. Lattimore gets ready to play against him. And that's something that I think you will see Sunday night. Then you move over to the opposite matchup with Chris Godwin and Janoris Jenkins. And I do actually like Jenkins in this matchup too. I really like how Janoris Jenkins has been playing. Yes, has the penalty issues been there from time to time? Yes. But I think overall Jenkins has played really solid. And he's played like a solid cornerback too. He's been an upgrade over Eli Apple. I mean, just picture I Think of Lattimore. This year's Lattimore with Eli Apple. I mean, I don't even know where this thing secondary would be. And I feel like a healthy Jackrabbit right now is really big here for the Saints. And I actually think he could shut down Chris Godwin. But then it's kind of beyond that. Like, who's going to stop Antonio Brown? I'm not 100% sure if it's going to be Chauncey Garner-Johnson, C.D. Deuce. But, hey, there's one thing I do want to see is the trash talk between C.D. Deuce and Antonio Brown. And see, maybe he can get under his skin a little bit. We saw what happened last week for sure. So, if AB's on the field a lot in that matchup in the slot, that's definitely something to look at. Who's going to have the upper edge there? Is a physical player like Chauncey Garner-Johnson, is he going to kind of welcome AB back into the league with a little, you know, physicalness and really, you know, disrupting him? I think that's a possibility. Then you also have Scotty Miller, who I don't know who's going to guard him. Obviously, he's going to be in the slot, so I guess it's going to be Chauncey Garner-Johnson again. He's very shifty. Johnson's going to have to keep up with him. So that's also something that... It's going to be interesting to watch, especially with Tom Brady. He's playing at the top of his game. The Saints secondary, look, I feel like they're going to give up probably more than 30 points in this one. And again, that's really tough to say. But again, there is a lot of star power for this Bucks team. And right now, how the secondary is playing, I could see them actually having a good game. But ugh, there's just so much star power here with that Bucks offense. So moving over to our second intriguing matchup and... 
it's really very, very similar in the matchup. It's the Saints receivers versus the Bucks secondary. And the Bucks, I think, definitely their secondary is the weakest link of their defense. And the Saints have Michael Thomas coming back. They have Emmanuel Sanders coming back. They have Marquez Callaway coming back. I think that is just huge. And I feel like right now, Michael Thomas is going to really help the Saints offense. Emmanuel Sanders is really going to help the Saints offense. Even Callaway is going to help the Saints offense immensely. I think you're going to see the Saints offense have their best game of the year in this one. And I think this is going to be a shootout type game, probably a lot like that 49ers game last year. Because right now, this Saints offense, I think it's going to hit. And right now, I know it's been up and down over the last few weeks, even though they've ended up with scoring either 26 points, 30 points, 29 points, whatever it ends up being. They've been able to put up the points, even though they haven't had their full personnel. But I feel like with Thomas, with Sanders, the Saints are going to be able to move the ball with ease. And I think they're going to be able to find a rhythm. And I think they're going to be able to pick apart this Buck secondary. And I think that the Saints offense is going to really have a big day. I think they're also going to score more than 30 points. And I feel like with these additions, plus really an offensive player of the year type impact with Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, I think, is playing at kind of his groove. And I think he's kind of hit his stride here in this 2020 season. He looks fine at 41 years old. And I really feel like this offense is just ready to take off. And that is just going to be huge for this team. And when you look over to the other side and this secondary for the Bucks, I think they have played well this season. I mean, you have Carlton Davis, who's playing well. Sean Murphy Bunting, who's playing pretty well. I mean, he's definitely had some up and down play. A lot of teams try to target him, but he's still been pretty good. And then Jamel Dean from the slot has been outstanding as well. And I feel like right now, when you're looking at this Bucks team and this Bucks secondary, I don't know if their successes came from just that front seven being just dominant, getting to the quarterback very quickly, and obviously that helps out the back end. Or is it because of they're actually overperforming this season? And I feel like, especially with this great Saints offensive line, that's going to be something that we're going to see here on Sunday. Now, even if the Saints can't run the ball, if they can really hold the pocket for Drew Brees and they give him time to throw, will this Buck secondary hold up or will they get hurt by all the Saints star power? And I think they're going to get hurt. And that's just really my opinion. But they are playing better than the Saints right now secondary, as that's probably a sneak peek into our group by group preview. But I feel like right now this Buck secondary is playing pretty solid ball. But the Saints getting all that star power back, you really haven't seen what the Saints had in store for Michael Thomas in 2020 because he hasn't been on the field. So there's definitely going to be a lot of, and obviously there's going to be a lot of same Michael Thomas stuff where he's able to get open in space. But I bet there'll be some new plays there and the Saints will be able to run into some success with Thomas. And I just can't wait to see that happen. I want to see Breeze's go-to man back on the field. And we see, it seems like we are going to see it on Sunday. So that's something that is going to be big. And I do think that Michael Thomas... His second game here, it's his second game against Carlton Davis this season. First matchup did go to Davis, advantage once to Davis, but now I think Thomas is going to have an edge. I think he's going to have a big game, and I feel like same with Emmanuel Sanders. I feel like I really like this matchup between this Buck secondary. Even though they've played solid, I think this may be the first time in a while this season where the Saints wide receiving group had more just raw talent than their opposing secondary, and I think that's something that's going to be very, very big going into this Bucks game. And then moving over to our last intriguing matchup. And to me, I really feel like this matchup is an iron sharpens iron situation 
Alvin Kamara versus Tampa Bay's great front seven. One of them's going to break, and I feel like it's either Alvin Kamara is going to get shut down in this game, or he's going to be able to really get a tempo in place. The offensive line is going to be able to block for him, and he's going to have a big day. I could really see either or, and I think that if Kamara does have a big day, it just shows the greatness of him and just shows that he really is a top three back, maybe the best back in all of football, that he can have a ton of success against such a great front seven with the Bucks. Now, the good thing is, I feel like in this matchup, this Bucks front seven didn't play as good last week, and I think that's important. The Giants, with their banged-up rushing group, their running back group, they got over 100 yards, and that's the first time the Bucks defense gave up over 100 yards rushing. And again, that comes at a pretty interesting time, considering Alvin Kamara is coming into the building alongside Latavius Murray. I feel like that's something that is going to be very interesting, especially Kamara out of the backfield with Levante David, who's most likely going to try to cover him. A, a lot of the times, they obviously bra- bracket him as well, excuse me. And I, I feel like right now, it's going to be an iron sharpens iron situation. And I feel like when you look at what Kamara is able to do, I think they're going to try that zone running scheme. And it's going to be interesting to see what works. They're probably going to run behind their best guys when you're looking at your tackles, getting Pete out in space. I think that's really been the most success here for the Saints this season when running the football, and that's going to be interesting. They're probably going to run it away from the Dominican Sioux, but that means you're going to be running it to Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaquille Barrett. I think that's all going to be very interesting, and right now, when you're looking at the rushing grades on PFF for these two guys, and Barrett and Paul hasn't been as good as their pass rushing grades, which has been outstanding, but when you run at them, it seems like teams have had some success. And especially with Vita Vea is going to be out in this game on IR. And he's just been outstanding this season when he's played. But he is going to be on IR. That's definitely something to look out for. And really, when you look up the backups for Vita Vea, you have Nunez Roches, Raheem Nunez Roches. And he just hasn't played that good this season. So that's definitely something to look at. William Goldston doesn't look like he's going to play in this game. And he's also a good defensive lineman as well. So again, it is going to be interesting to see how this Bucks line does do against Alan Kamara after giving up their worst game of the season against the Giants where their leading rusher was Wayne Gallman. I mean, that's definitely something to look at. And when Alan Kamara is coming into the building, I feel like if the Saints are able to run the ball on this Bucks team, they're going to open up the pass and the Saints are going to score more than 35 points in my opinion. If they can't run the ball, it's going to be a lot harder but if the Saints can get into a rhythm running the football, they're going to be unstoppable in this game. And I feel like the Giants were getting to that, but just some bad quarterback play out of Daniel Jones, and they don't have the wide receiving talent that the Saints do. And that's just flat flat out what's happening here. Also, the offensive line isn't as good. But now the Saints coming in, if they kind of use some of what the Giants were doing and have that success on the ground, it's going to be very interesting to see with them what the Saints could do in the air, off the play action, with Michael Thomas back, with Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, it's going to be very interesting. So I feel like the key to the Saints to control this game on offense will be through the run. And the Bucks front sevens, it's been the best in all of football. Let's see if right now the best running back in football can change that. So that will wrap up our intriguing matchup segment. Before we get into our group-by-group preview, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Houdat Discussion Podcast. Between the NFL, college ball, and the World Series, there's no shortage of games to watch. With thousands of lines available on your favorite sports and events, you could turn your game day into payday with my bookie. 
If you're the type of guy who likes to back the big favorites, consider putting a couple in a parlay for a much bigger payout. Not only do parlays make meaningless games exciting, but more importantly, they give you a chance to turn ordinary bets into a real money maker. And don't forget about the underdogs, they have a ton of value too. The thing about the NFL is that underdogs are never really dogs on Sunday. Every team truly has a chance to win, and you do too. Game spreads, championship futures, and player prop bets, it's never too late to get in on the action and start turning your sports knowledge into actual cash in your wallet. Sign up at MyBookie, and when you do, use our promo code OVERTIME to claim a deposit match dollar for dollar all the way up to 1000 bucks. It's a bonus designed to give you a little help and a head start on your winning season. That's promo code OVERTIME for you to claim your bonus when you make your deposit. Stacked UFC cards, presidential prop bets, all the major sports, and more. Sign up today to begin your winning season exclusively at MyBookie. Welcome back into the Houdat Discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group preview here for the Saints-Bucks game, Sunday Night Football, and this is going to be just an outstanding game, and you're going to see in our group-by-group preview, it's going to be awfully close in this game. So starting off with the quarterbacks, as we always do, you got two legends, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and I'm going to give it a push here. I think both of these quarterbacks are playing outstanding right now. And when you look at it, you may say that Brady is playing a lot better. But I think right now it is a push because I think Brady's had a ton more weapons and he's had to do less. And that's really just the fact of the matter the way it is. I mean, right now, Brady has played outstanding. He has played one more game than Breeze. But, I mean, over 2,100 yards. He does have 20 touchdowns, four interceptions in eight games. And Breeze right now definitely has a little less of of a stat line right now. He does have the best completion percentage of all football, so I think that's obviously really big. But he's only right now at 1,900 yards compared to Brady's, what, 2,200 yards almost? Over 2,100, I really should say. Breeze also has 13 touchdowns to three interceptions. This is in seven games, so that's one game less than Brady. But Brady right now, like, kind of has the five-flying offense. Breeze is kind of the methodical offense. And I think a lot of that has to do with personnel, excuse me, there. When you look at it, really, Brady's been healthy, and his offense has been healthy, really, this whole season. And Breeze, and what the Saints have to do is they really have to game plan for something new every week, whether it's Michael Thomas out, Emmanuel Sanders out, whether it's Marquez Callaway out. I mean, really, whoever it is, some offensive lineman being out, and Jared Cook being out a few games as well. And that's something that I feel like is really, really tough on a quarterback week in and week out, especially 41 years of age. And Breeze has been really up to the task every single game. And he's won the Saints games this season. And I think last week is one of them. And that's something that a lot of people didn't think was going to happen anymore. And he did it. And to me, you give him a lot of credit for that. And that that's why I think he's at Brady's caliber right now. And that's just really what I think. And that's why I'm going to give it a push here because it may be the best whoever gets the ball last is going to win this game and the best quarterback in those clutch situations is going to win this game. And right now I feel like both of these guys are in a good shape to do that and I probably would put my money on both of these guys if it was a three-point game with less than two minutes to go and one of these guys was getting the ball. I would say whoever has the ball is going to win. And that's definitely something that we should look into because I think this game will be awfully close. So moving over to our skill position players here, and I do think that this game right now is going to be a push in this 
group. Both of these teams, I think it's like 1 and 2, or 1A and 1. I think that these skill position groups are both star-studded. When you start off with the running backs, the Saints have the edge with Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. Alvin Kamara looks like the, one of the best offensive players in all of football right now. And Ronald Jones has played well, but not out to the level of Alvin Kamara. So that's something that is really big. Now, the Bucks do have Leonard Fournette, who's played off and on pretty good. Same with LaShawn McCoy and Keyshawn Vaughn, but definitely nothing major there. And then you move over to the receivers, and again, I feel like the, the Bucks probably have the edge in the receivers, especially with Antonio Brown coming in. But the Saints, to me, have the best receiver in all of football with Michael Thomas coming back. That's going to give them a huge jump. Add Emmanuel Sanders coming back into that, and... Again, he played especially before he was put on the COVID-19 reserve list. He was playing some really good football and really clutch football for the Saints. So I think he's a player that's also going to give them a boost. Marquez Callaway's playing well. I feel like right now, when you look at these wide receivers, very, very equal. And then when you move over to the tight ends, Gronk is playing better. Every week he is getting better. No doubt in that. But Jared Cook is also, I think, every week getting better this season. And it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out. And again, I feel like right now it's tick for tat. Really, you can go back and forth who. That's why I'm just going to give it a push. And I feel like the stars will be out on Sunday Night Football. You're going to see a lot of star-studded plays. And that's why I feel like this game's going to just have a ton of offense. And again, these skill position groups, especially with the Saints back and healthy, are just 100% stacked. So that's really what I'm thinking there. And... Now, this is where one team's going to get an edge, and that's going to be the offensive line, and I'm going to give it to the Saints. Now, I do think that the Bucks' offensive line has played well this season. When you look at it, Donovan Smith has played well. Tristan Wirfs' first-round pick has played well. Alex Kappa, excuse me, there, has played well. Ryan Jansen has played well. Ali Marpet, probably the best at his position right now with the left guard and definitely up there with the top of really any left guard in all of football, and he's going to be out in this game. So that means you're going to get a bench player coming in, and that's definitely a big loss here for this Bucks team, and that's definitely something to look at because if you want to take a look at their offensive line, they've played pretty solid. I mean, when you're looking at their starters right now, you only have one starter below 65, and that was Alex Kappa out of 64, so like you're right there. Now you bring in the backup, and it's definitely going to get very interesting. And these starting five guys have played together throughout these first eight games. Now you're throwing a bench player in there. You're testing the depth. We'll see what happens. It's, it's definitely going to be very, very intriguing. That's why I'm going to give the edge to the Saints, because they're going to have their starting five go. Actually, they're going to have more than their starting five going with Easton back. I feel like right now the Saints offensive line is playing at the top of their game as well. I think the tackles really hit their stride this season. They were able to stop Khalil Mack last week and really do a good job Leonard Floyd as well. And I feel like that's going to continue this week against Shaquille Barrett and JPP. But again, I'm, I'm going to take the Saints. I think they're going to have a big day on the offensive line. I think they're going to keep Breeze upright. I think they're going to open up some holes for Alvin Kamara, hopefully. And, and, I, and I do think that the Saints offense is going to have a ton of success. And the engine behind that is this offensive line play. Flipping it over to the defense, and this is where a lot of things get interesting, as I think these D-lines are very, very interesting. Because I think right now, when you look at kind of tit-for-tat, who's playing better, I would go with the Bucks, but I do think that the Saints have just as much talent, and they are coming into their own. Cameron Jordan's playing better. Marcus Davenport is back and better than ever. He's looked outstanding this season. Onyemata's had some good games. 
Malcolm Brown looks, I think, even better than last season. You have Trey Hendrickson, who was five and a half sacks, which is 11th in all of football. Like, the Saints' defensive line is getting better, and it's going to have to become more dominant. But right now, I feel like the Bucs, we've seen more from them. Now, with these two injuries, it's going to be very interesting. With Vita Vey and William Goldston, both of them being out is really big, and that's why I'm going to give this a push. Because, yes, the Saints have underachieved a little bit, but the Bucs are coming in a little banged up. So that's why I'm just going to give it a push. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Will this Saints defensive line, which had five sacks last week, will they kind of work on and trampoline on that game last week against the lackluster Bears defense, or will they fall back into the same tricks that they were doing earlier in the season where they were kind of getting pressures, but they weren't finishing? And that's something that is going to be very important. Can they finish the deal and get sacks on Tom Brady? Because if they can pressure Tom Brady consistently, and I don't think, you know, it may not happen, but I feel like if they can do that, they're going to be able to really help that secondary against all those weapons. It's going to be really, really big in this one. Get Brady flustered. We saw what happened week one. The Saints got Brady flustered. He threw the pick six. That's how you're going to get him to make mistakes, and that all starts up front. So, again, it's going to be interesting. And the Bucks probably the same thing. Look, if they can stop the run, if they can stop Breeze, they can get pressure on Breeze, make him make some bad decisions. Again, this, these both these def- defensive lines, they're going to have a chance to make a real impact. I'd be surprised if either does, but, again, it is going to be very interesting here because I think that if either of these teams are going to have some success on defense, it's going to start off with these D lines. Moving over to the linebackers, and this is where the Bucks get their first lead here and their first edge, as I am going to take the Bucks right now. You have Levante David, who's just playing flat-out outstanding. He's playing better than Demario Davis, who's kind of the Saints star in All-Pro. Levante David's playing outstanding, and I feel like he looks like one of the best linebackers in all football right now, which is, I think, really, really big for what the Bucks are doing. So that's definitely something that is interesting there. And then they have Devin White. He's their other linebacker and he's kind of like the Alex Anzalone of the Saints to the Demario Davis and to me he's played just as good as Alex Anzalone so I am going to give the edge to the Bucks. now the Saints will have Quan Alexander coming into this group but not this week so for now I'm going to give the edge to the Bucks. then flipping it over to the secondary and I feel like this is very interesting the Bucks are playing better so I'm going to give them it I think the Bucks have the edge in this matchup but the Saints have more talent and if the Saints if they want to play up to their talent finally in the secondary, this would be a great game to do that. I think the Saints have so much talent in the secondary, and they really just haven't played up up to it. And that's something that is going to have to change if this team wants to win a Super Bowl. And not a better place to start than this week against Tom Brady and the Super Bowl contending Bucks. And I feel like they definitely have a chance in the Saints secondary. I feel like Lattimore is going to come to play I think Jenkins is going to probably play just as good as he has always been, and I think it's going to come down to these safeties. Will Marcus Williams step up and have a big day? He had a pick in the first game. He's going to have to play like that in this second game of the series. Is Malcolm Jenkins going to be able to have a big game, call out coverages, kind of be that veteran that we thought he was going to be coming into the season? We've seen it sometimes, and then other times we just haven't seen it. So which Malcolm Jenkins are we going to get into this game I really hope it's the it's the good one. We saw the good one last week, and we're hoping that continues because I think that he really is kind of this X factor to this Saints secondary. I, I think that I may go as far to say that the Saints secondary will go as far as Malcolm Jenkins goes this season. I think you can go as far as saying that because he gets the guys in the right situations. He's going to be able to call out the coverages. You know, he's going to be able to kind of help in those play action situations, those third downs, those red zone situations. 
it does fall to him a little bit, and I think that's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. So, again, I feel like this would be a great game for the Saints to trampoline off a pretty solid effort last week. But I think the Bucks they're playing better right now, and they don't have as much talent as the Saints. They don't, but they're playing better. And right now, you have Carlton Davis, who's played pretty, pretty solid as their cornerback number one, and he's growing into a really good corner. You have Murphy Bunting right now, Sean Murphy Bunting. He's definitely struggled for the Bucks, but it's going to be interesting to see kind of where the Saints target him. Are they going to target him with Michael Thomas? Will they target him with Emmanuel Sanders? That's definitely going to be interesting to watch out for. And then right now, the Bucks slot corner, Jamel Dean, he's played really outstanding. He actually has an 80 PFF grade on defense. That's definitely something to look out for there as well. So again, who's going to go up against him? I feel like the Saints definitely have the edge, their wide receivers, over the Bucks secondary. But, again, I feel like when you look up secondary to secondary, I feel like the Bucks do have the edge. And their safeties aren't really great. Jordan Whitehead hasn't really been good for the Bucks this season. Antoine Winfield, a lot of people are really high on him. To me, he's had a lot of ups. He's also had some downs as well. So I feel like I think everyone's so high on him. To me, I'm not on as high as him as some other people. I think he's definitely made some great plays, but he's also made some bonehead plays as well. So it's going to be interesting to see which Winfield we get. Are we going to get the rookie Winfield where he's going to show kind of he needs some work and he definitely needs some polishing? Or is he going to be this ball hawker that seems to always find the ball? So that's definitely going to be something that is going to be interesting to see in this Sunday night matchup. And special teams and coaching, I think this is an interesting place where the Saints can take an edge. I'm going to take the Saints, but the Bucks definitely have a pretty good unit. Ryan Suckup, he's always reliable, but... He's not going to hit those 58-yard field goals that Will Lutz will hit. Bradley Pinon, also a pretty good punter, but if Thomas Morissette's playing at the top of his game, I'll take Morstead. And obviously, you're going to take Deontay Harris, who had his best game of the season, in my opinion, returning the ball last week against the Bears. I think he's better than Jaden Mickens. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Maybe the loss of Justin Hardy to IR is going to hurt the Saints' punt team, but the Saints have a lot of depth there, and they have a lot of guys that can play on that punt team. So... I'm not that worried there going into that. And coaching, this is, I think, very interesting. Bruce Arians, Sean Payton, both have seen success. I'm going to take Sean Payton because I just feel like he's going to put a really good game plan in place for the Saints. They are going to be ready to play this game. And I feel like Arians, I don't know, he just sometimes rubs me off wrong. Like, he's a guy that will blame his players. He will point the finger to his players. And I just really don't like that. And it's not that he's really a bad coach. He's a very good offensive mind. And I think he's going to be able to put up a good game plan. And I think that the Bucks will score a lot of points. But I feel like when the going gets tough, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. Will the house burn for the Bucks? Like, let's say they have a few bad possessions, which, look, the Saints are a good team. And they're going to fight back against this Bucks team. It's not going to be all just perfumes and roses. It's going to be a tough, hard-nosed game. And will the Bucks? we've seen them sometimes have some fits of being, you know, penalty-heavy and making some bonehead plays. And that kind of, to me, stems back to Bruce Arians. So it's going to be interesting to see how that all works out. And will Arians and his team be able to keep it all together in this game? I think that's something that I definitely wanted to talk about because I, when watching the Bucks, like sometimes it's running so great and the momentum's all on their side and they're playing great like they did against the Packers. But then they just won by two points against the Giants on Monday Night Football. Definitely not their best showing. And I think a lot of that had to do with some you know mistakes that probably shouldn't have been made against, look, a one-win Giants team and a not-a-good Giants team. So, again, that's just something that I wanted to point out. So I'll take the Saints there. Overall, 
It's going to be very, very close. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm thinking 35-33. to 33. I don't know who I'm going to pick in this one. I picked the Bucks here to, in the preseason. I picked the Bucks in this game. But uh, I thought the Saints would actually be coming into this game undefeated. That obviously hasn't been the case. So I feel like oh, it's tough. The Saints haven't played as good as I thought they would up until this point. They are getting healthy. But oh, I'm going to still lean towards the Bucks because I'm just going off my preseason mind. The Saints didn't show me anything new to kind of flip that. It's going to be so close, and this game could go either way. I really want to pick the Saints, and it's, to me, it's a toss-up. You can pick either way, in my opinion. I think it's going to be over 30 points for both teams. I think it's going to come down to a last possession. It's it's going to be awfully close. It's going to be a great game, and I just can't wait to sit back and watch this one. And Again, I'm definitely hoping, praying that the Saints come out on top. But right now, I just again, especially with my preseason pick being the Bucks. The Saints really hasn't shown me anything to flip that yet. And that's I think that can change in this game. And I feel like that's definitely going to be something to watch out for there. And this is the turning point of the Saints season. If they go out win this game, I think a lot of people will change their minds and say that the Saints aren't pretenders and they are contenders. And I think they actually are contenders. And maybe I should be picking them then for sure. But again, I think it's going to be a extremely close game. These are two really... Well-coached football teams. I think they're two extremely talented football teams. I think both these teams, knock on wood, will be playing in January. It's going to be very interesting. And this game is definitely going to be, I think, one of the best all season. When we look back at the best games of 2020, I think this Saints-Bucks game here, Week 9, is going to be one of them. And that's kind of my bold take here for this game, as I think it will be one for the ages. So I cannot wait to see it. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. On Instagram, you could follow the podcast at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Houdat Discussion wherever you get all of your other podcasts. So that means iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, we are on all of those sites. It's definitely going to be a great game Sunday night, and there's a reason they put this game Sunday night, because it should definitely be a thriller. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening, turn it loose, and who dat?